We look forward to seeing you at Two Days of Truth being presented by Beyond Labels. It's our fourth annual Two Days of Truth Summit. This year's theme is Detox is for Everybody. We're bombarded by everything from chemtrails to EMFs to pesticides, herbicides, even uh, toxic people. We're going to deal with all of these aspects at the Two Days of Truth Summit coming up. Sina, give us the final information. I'm really excited about this summit. I think this is going to be our best one yet. It's June 14th and 15th at Polyface Farm. We have some fantastic speakers like Sayer G, the founder of Green Med Info, uh, Dr. Leland Stillman, who's been featured by Wise Traditions lately, Hilda Labrada-Gore, affectionately known as Holistic Hilda, you and me, of course, we also have, for the first time ever, a kids and teens program. So now the adults can enjoy the adult side while they know that their kids and their teens are having fun while also being educated by Joel, myself, and Hilda. It's going to be a blast. And this year, what we're going to do is we're going to actually teach you ancient and modern techniques for how to detoxify the body, mind, and spirit. And we're going to help you put together a personalized plan like an action plan that you can take home and start. As soon as you arrive home, you can implement this action plan and start your detoxing. You know, listen, folks, Polyface is only eight hours from half of the U.S. population. Take a long weekend, come join us, and uh, you'll rub shoulders with other like-minded people, find our tribe, and be encouraged. It's a lonely place out there lots of times, especially if you're a bit of a maverick. So come and spend time with other mavericks and get encouraged, inspired, and enthused about living a more healthy life. So I love the topic for this year, detoxification. It is one of the most important topics that we could ever address at our health summit. Because as Joel mentioned, everyone, every single person needs to know how to detoxify their body, mind, and spirit in order to achieve optimal health and wellness. Even though we think of these processed foods as being devoid of nutrients, on, and, and they are, and to a large extent, they are, right? I'm not promoting people eat a bunch of processed foods. But at the same token, they're actually breaking down a, the process. It's breaking down a lot of the, um, or a good portion of these pesticides that are, as you know, are so damaging to our health. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Labels. I'm Dr. Sina McCullough with my co-host, Joel Salatin. Hi, Joel. Hi, Sina. Okay, I want to get into a study that was just published, but that was, I find it fascinating. But first, I want to ask you a question. Which do you think is healthier, organic processed food or conventional whole foods, such as conventional fruits and vegetables? You're asking me? Yes. And the listeners, you know, let's all think about it. Which one do you actually think is healthier? Because this is, go ahead. Let, let, let's take let's take a pause here to actually consider this. So so the question is conventional whole foods, you know, whole vegetables, whatever, versus organic processed. Uh, and and of course, Cena, you know, we we've gone all around and around and around about organic. Um, and 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 so um, so let's just you know maybe maybe we could say uh, not organic, but just integrity, authentic, what uh, uh, ecology food. Uh, just so we don't, so we, we broaden this to not just certified organic government program. Uh, food. Exactly. Um, and and um, I, I would say, I would say that I would take, I would certainly take 
food that we're processing here and selling as processed food over conventional whole food any time of day. You know, uh, our our snack sticks, our uh, you know uh, chicken broth. Uh, you know, things that we are hot dogs, <laughs> things, things that we uh, do as processing. I would take, I would eat our hot dog before a conventional T-bone steak, uh, actually. I mean, that, that's, I think, I think that's what you're talking about. Yes. Now, what about, so if you think about in the grocery store, most people are going in there and about, depending on the statistic, anywhere between 60 and 90% of the, um, Typical American's diet comes from processed foods, okay? So if you're going to the grocery store and they're picking, for instance, like organic chips or an organic cereal, that compared to if they went to the produce aisle and they picked up a conventional, let's say, strawberry, right? Containers of strawberry. So which one of the, in that kind of example, which one would you think would be healthier, the organic processed food, like the organic chip or cereal, or the conventional container of strawberries? Um, well, that's a hard one because strawberries compared to grains, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, I guess, um, uh, you know, I, I think, I think you're, you're going to say you're going to, the study is going to find the amount of uh, residues in conventional strawberries outweighs whatever uh, organic processing uh, there is, but it's hard to compare chi- cereal to strawberries. Um, but if we had, let's say that we had organic, uh, organic uh, uh, strawberry puree, um, uh, that would be a processed product. Organic strawberry puree versus conventional whole strawberries. I take the organic strawberry puree over the conventional whole strawberry. Yeah, I would too. So we're, we're in line. Um, and, and part of this, the reason I'm asking these questions, the reason I'm trying to get people to engage in this kind of thought process is because it is generally accepted in this health wellness space that, that people should eat or people are encouraged to eat whole foods, right? Even if they're conventional. So I hear this over and over again, where people would say, oh, you know, it's too expensive to buy, for instance, um, produce that was, that was grown using organic practices. You know, I keep saying organic as a simplified term, but you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be certified organic, but just produce that was grown without the pesticides, herbicides and whatnot. So people will say it's too expensive. And the, across the board, the recommendation I hear from leaders in this field is go ahead and consume that conventional produce because it's healthier for you than processed foods, right? We hear this over and over. And my argument has been, well, that's not always the case, right? That is not always true. And now I want to show that um, this study just came out in October of this year. It was published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. This is a peer-reviewed scientific publication. Um, and I'll link it in the description box. And what they did was they took individuals who were consuming a Western diet, right? Everybody was consuming a Western diet. And then they changed their diet for two weeks. So everybody went on a Mediterranean diet, right? This is what is um, people think of as this healthy diet, right? Lots of vegetables, um, you know, vegetables and fruits and um, fish and healthy fats. This is the Mediterranean diet. So all the groups went from a Western diet 
to a Mediterranean diet. One group ate only organic foods, right? They followed the Mediterranean diet, but they only ate organic foods. The second group, they also followed the Mediterranean diet, but they only ate conventional foods, all right? And so we did this for two weeks. Well, this is what the study showed. When the people switched from their Western diet, which was made up of mostly processed foods, right? Processed conventional foods. When they switched from that Western diet to the conventional Mediterranean diet with high fruit and vegetable consumption, they actually showed in their urine three times higher levels of insecticides and organophosphate intake. So more, basically more insecticides, pesticides in their urine. That's switching from a typical Western diet to a Mediterranean diet consisting of conventional foods. And now- how much, how much, how much higher was that? Sienna? It was three times higher. Times higher. That's... And then get this. So then when you're comparing the group that um, the Mediterranean diet from conventional foods versus the Mediterranean diet from the organic food. Okay. The Mediterranean diet consisting of the conventional foods resulted in 10 times higher total pesticide intake. So if somebody went from a Western diet they change to a Mediterranean diet. So they're consuming more fruits and vegetables. They, um, in this study, they increase their pesticide intake 10 times, right? Compared to the people who went on the Mediterranean diet and consumed the organic, um, the organic version of that diet. So in a percentage wise, they said that the, um, the total pesticides found in the urine, it was 91% lower when the people were consuming the organic Mediterranean diet. I mean, this, this is amazing. You know, this, this flies in the face of what, what most people, most quote unquote experts in our field are espousing, right? When they're saying to you, oh yeah, you're, you're eating a typical American uh, Western diet, just go ahead and, you know, get on this Mediterranean diet or eat more fruits and vegetables. Even if you're not following Mediterranean diet, we always say eat more whole foods, right? Even if you can't afford it, eat more conventional whole foods. And here this study is showing that may not actually be good advice. Did you know you can discuss this episode with us and other Beyond Label subscribers? Yep. Simply click on the link in the episode description that says watch and discuss and then share your thoughts below the video. We look forward to hearing from you. Did you know you can discuss this episode with us and other Beyond Label subscribers? That's right, Joel. Simply click on the link in the episode description that says watch and discuss and then share your thoughts below the video. We look forward to hearing from you. Sina, uh, so so just to clarify, uh, because I'm not sure I'm following the, the beginning of this, the, the folks who went into this study were consuming mostly, I mean, they were consuming the Western diet, mostly processed foods, not organic processed foods. No, they were all on a Western they, diet, mainly. They were, pro- just, they were just eating regular, uh, you know. Uh, uh, Conventional foods. But SpaghettiOs and DiGiorno's frozen pizza, blah, blah, blah. And they go on this Mediterranean diet. And even those people, even those people um, had a, three times higher uh, pesticide residue in their urine 
than they were on conventional Western pro. Yes. Uh, is, is is that because a lot of pesticides are broken down in the processing process? So, yes, I looked into this because um, I, um, so when, let me answer that first and then I'll get into my other train of thought. So, yes, and I'm going to link to a, a couple studies so people can look at these for themselves. Um, so there are studies published in the scientific literature that show that, um, processing foods so like for instance applying heat to foods um can break down pesticides um and different um and you know herbicides and you know so so the, the degree to which they get broken down depends on the type of food when it was sprayed you know on that particular food item and how it was actually processed so you have all different kinds of processing that you can go through um you know like dehydrating or pasteurizing, um, you know, milling. And we have studies to show what happens to these different types of pesticides. So part of it's gonna depend on if the pesticide is water soluble or fat soluble, right? Cause that depends on where it's gonna be located um, in the fruit and vegetable. So um, for instance, in juice, you can find um, residue levels in juice um, depending on like if, if the certain pesticide might be in the skin and or the juice. So the lipophilic residues, um, they are poorly transferred into the juice. Um, so it would be largely retained in the skin. Uh, th these are the ones that like fat. So the fat ones, the ones that are fat soluble. So it really is very complicated is what I'm trying to say. And that's why I'm gonna put st um, some studies in here so you can look through it for yourself if you want to, but it depends on if the, what kind of pesticide or insecticide or chemicals being used, it depends on where that will determine where it is in that produce. Um, and then it determines, did you peel it beforehand? Did you wash it beforehand? Did you boil it? Did you blanch it? Blanching has actually been shown to break down a lot of pesticides. So um, it is interesting that, you know, even though, <laughs> we think of these processed foods as being devoid of nutrients on and and they are into a large extent they are right i'm not promoting people eat a bunch of processed foods but at the same token they're actually breaking down a, the process is breaking down a lot of the um, or a good portion of these pesticides that are as you know are so damaging to our health yeah so is the so is the uh, is the as you mentioned, often in the processing, uh, you actually you lose a lot of the base nutritional punch, if you will, the nutritional punch of a, of a given food in the processing. So um, what we don't know is, is the, is the reduction in nutrition um, worse than the increase in pesticides? Uh, you know, <laughs> that's a, that's a question these studies obviously didn't answer, but it is absolutely uh, fascinating that um, that the amount of pesticides would go through. We we know here, for example, uh, on the farm, people sometimes ask us, uh, you know, about some of the practices that we do. And uh, for for example, I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, we have these very very large compost piles here at at Polyphase, and um, occasionally 
we might take an animal from somebody else, maybe, maybe a, maybe a cow dies at a neighbor's place. Okay. And, um, and they don't want to spend a hundred dollars to have somebody came haul it away. Uh, and so we're happy to take an animal like that, put it in our compost pile because the compost uh, actually takes out antibiotics. It takes out all sorts of really cool things, partly because of the heat, eat, uh, but microbially, microbially as well. And so, um, so we, we're not, we, we trust um, nature's processing, if you will, the compost pile, we trust nature's processing to, to purify and sanitize things, uh, you know, that, that might, that might be um, concerning. And so, so what this study is finding, I think, is an affirmation of that basic concept that these these procedures, um, you know, these chemicals do they do? I mean, even you know the industry they'll say um, they'll say, well, you know, the chemicals don't have a long residue. A lot of them actually are fairly unstable, and they're more unstable when there's a lot of activity going on in the soil through organic matter and and through microbial activity. And, and that's the soil's way of processing, you know, processing toxicity out is just with its, you know, with its uh, biological activity. Yeah, and I agree. And what we're finding is that even though they'll say, oh, you know, this has a half-life of like 30 days or something, um, it breaks down. But then even um, in some cases, the breakdown product is still harmful. To oh, yeah. human health, you know? So yeah, that's great to have that, you know, half-life information, but don't forget that, that now there's breakdown products still on like on that produce or in that soil, you know, that can still harm you. Um, but yes, um, I think this is, um, you know, this is a fascinating study. Of course, it's one study, right? So you got to take everything with a grain of salt, but you and I grappled with this idea with that initial question that I posed of the quote unquote organic processed food versus a conventional whole food, because in, in the book we wrote together in beyond labels, we created a continuum, mm-hmm. you know, of this is where this is totally unhealthy. And over here on this side is going to be the totally healthy food, you know, on the right hand side is healthy food. And the goal of the book was we want to try to help you move to the right of this continuum to try to increase your health, increase your um, your personal responsibility, increase your increase your trust in your food, right? So you and I had to actually come up with um, a, a to solidify our thoughts onto a continuum. And I remember we debated this continuum for upwards of half a year, right? Because um, I was so determined that I, I did not want to have conventional produce on the continuum. And I thought, how am I going to actually um, it has to show up somewhere on the continuum. How am I going to put it on the continuum, but not promote it? Um, and so uh, just in case someone hasn't read the book, our continuum goes processed foods, higher quality processed foods. Those are the organic processed foods. And then it goes into store-bought whole food and then locally grown whole food, homegrown whole food. So the question was, Okay, higher quality processed foods going to store bought whole foods. All right, what, what are we gonna 
what are we going to actually, what tip are we going to give to people so that we don't make them sicker? Because I had heard over and over in the field, oh, just go ahead and switch from processed food to conventional produce because you're getting those nutrients, you're getting those antioxidants, you're getting those phytonutrients, which is also um, an overstatement, right? It depends on how it was grown, when it was picked, whatnot. So I didn't, I did not believe in that, but most people, I would say in our area, think of that, um, that's dogma now, right? That's just what it is. And so what, what we did in the book, the very first real tip after harness your power and find a buddy, um, really the first one of substance is look for the 100% USDA organic label in your processed food. That's literally like that first tip that I wanted to get out there was immediately switch to organic processed foods, switch from conventional processed foods to organic processed foods. And in fact, when um, Acres Magazine asked me, what's the number one thing people can do to improve their health if they can only do one thing? And I told them it's to switch to organic, not switch to whole foods, switch to organic. And now we're seeing some science as to why, um, you know, to, to support this statement. Now, and I wanna get your input on this. I do wanna say that I don't think that, um, the question that I posed at the beginning it's not actually the correct question, right? I pose that question because that um, because that's not even being asked. It's being assumed that the conventional um, whole foods are better. So that's why I can pose that question. When I look at food, you know, you and I like to um, help people learn how to think about food. We want to share how we think about food, right? To help them make their own um, decisions um, using informed consent. So when I think about food. What I actually think of is which one is least adulterated. So I go situation by situation, right? I'm comparing two things like the strawberry, conventional strawberries to the pureed organic strawberries, right? I go food by food, which one is less adulterated? Because unless you're growing your own and you know the inputs and you're picking it ripe, you know, off the vine or off the tree, there, there is adulteration that happens. And so that is the question I ask myself is which one is less adulterated. So the question is actually too broad. Um, it's trying, it's, it's actually reductionist thinking. Um, and, and so, so that's how I actually approach food. Um, but like we said in the book, we had to make a blanket statement. And that's why I just skipped over, you know, not even promoting consuming conventional produce. <laughs> Yeah, at all. Um, at all. Yeah, I, I think, I think the way we because you're right, Cena. It it is so um, um, it is so nuanced that you almost can't. Um, it, it, it's all it's almost so nuanced that you can't discuss it. It it it, it, it because there's so there's so many threads, so many threads, and what ifs, and what ifs, and what ifs, and what ifs. And what ifs. Um, that it just becomes a very complicated conversation. So if we, if we just appreciate that, um, that we're going to eat, you know, chemical-free food um, and then add into that on, you know, produced on healthy soils that have high organic matter, you know, but the thing is when you start, when you start adding all these phrases all these contingencies on it, people's, you know, their eyes glaze over and, and they just, they just can't follow you. 
so that's why the you know the first the first thing was just you know uh, go organic, and that includes that includes local producers who right. who, who, who use organic procedure. Uh, maybe we should just say you know eat organic procedure and um, and 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 you know and, and let it go with it. Yeah, I just came up with that. Uh, <laughs> That, that might be a better a better way because because uh, both of us knows both of us know that the certified the government certified organic program now it certifies hydroponics yes, it sir. certifies uh, factory chickens it certifies grain fed feedlot beef I mean it that it, 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 um, the the main thing you get with the organic certification is uh, the government the government program is no chemicals. And that's that. That's not a that. That's not nothing. I mean, it's 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 significant as long as you as long as you can trust it. Uh, you know. But they still do allow some chemicals to be used. Yeah, they 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 do allow. So we're yeah, talking it, about we're talking about organic or organic production organic production protocols. Uh, whether it has a seal or a stamp or anything, uh, the, the 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 question is organic production protocols. Yes, and um, actually, I found this study. I'll put this one on the notes too for people to look at. This was done in part with, um, in partnership with the Environmental Working Group. This one was also just released um, in 2021 in August. And this was the most extensive study I'd ever seen in looking at um, conventional processed food versus organic processed food. They looked at um, almost 80, or about uh, roughly 80,000 packaged foods representing 85% of all food products sold to the US consumer. So this is a good representative sample of what people are consuming on a daily basis that make up most of our calories, um, you know, well, for, for the typical American. So what they found was that um, the quality of the ingredients in these processed foods, they improved as you moved from conventional processed foods to organic processed foods. So you had less ultra processed ingredients, you had less sugars, you had less trans fats, you had less sodium, more potassium. So when we say, you know, switch from stop eating conventional foods right now, right? That's one of the healthiest things you can do is even, even just stop eating those conventional foods, processed foods and start eating the quote unquote organic processed foods. The reason is because it, it dramatically decreases your um, toxic burden on your body. So not only the amount of chemicals in the form of pesticides that you're eating, but as the study, the study is showing, you're consuming cleaner um, ingredients. So less ingredients in each one, less ingredients that are ultra um, processed, less sugars, less trans fats. And yes, there's still trans fats in some, in some foods. Um, you're less likely to have colorings and artificial natural flavorings in those foods, um, iodized salts. Um, you're less likely to have grass chemicals. Um, so, so there is there is something to say grass, that grass, uh, grass being not grass like your lawn. Yeah. But grass, I'm just trying to keep the jargon. Keep listening. Yes. Uh, but but in generally recognized right. as safe. This is the G R A S acronym from the Food and Drug Administration that, that uh, allows a lot of dubious, <laughs> even toxic ingredients to be put in food without any testing whatsoever because they are generally 
recognized as safe, G-R-A-S, grass. That's right. And um, let's do a show on that because people have asked me about that. So let's um, bookmark that to do a show on that. But so you are making impacts on your health, even when you're just walking in the grocery store and instead of grabbing the conventional processed food, you're grabbing the organic counterpart to it. So, um, and, and, you know, as I just laid out here, there are many benefits of it. Now, of course, I, you know, I don't think, Joel, I think you'll agree with me on this. We're not, we are not promoting people go out and eat a bunch of processed, you know, organic, organic processed food, right? It still has its downside. It's still devoid of, um, of a healthy microbiome, for instance. It was still um, processed with heat. Um, so you have different phyto, you know, phytochemicals, phytonutrients, different enzymes you've, that you've lost. These things are also broken down um, to, to a certain extent along with the pesticides being broken down. So there is a trade-off, like we said, there's a lot of nuances, but um, this, I think this study is fascinating. I think it yeah. gives us something to really think about. And I think it shows us how complex the situation really is when you're deciding what to eat. And it's, I think in large part because of the complexity of our food supply. Yes, I, I couldn't agree more. And again, as you mentioned, in our book, we had we had this continuum. So so while while we park in this podcasting, as we park on this issue, it it our continuum uh, goes way on beyond to having your own garden. You know, if you can. That's right. So that's where we're headed. But but if you have to park, if you have to park somewhere, because most of us make changes incrementally, we mm -hmm. don't do it all at once. And so as we make these incremental changes. What we're, what we're saying is it is actually better to have uh, organic, could we say, uh, organic co convenience uh, processed uh, food than it is to go over to the, pro to, to go over to the conventional pro now Now, I think, Cena, we haven't mentioned this, but it would, be, it would be better to get organic unprocessed. Yes. I mean, so, so if, if, you're, if, you, if you can get... Uh, Whole Foods, uh, you know, a CSA share, if you can, uh, uh, from a local farmer or, or from the produce section of the, you know, supermarket, if you can get organic, a whole food, that beats organic processed. But oh, yeah. that, that's not what we're, that's not where we're parked today. We just wanted to spend a, a little bit parking on this idea of, well, I can't afford organic produce. Uh, I, uh, and so I'll get conventional produce and that'll let me have enough money to buy, uh, organic processed and you'd be better, you know, doing the organic process, uh, uh processed food over the whole foods at the conventional, um, uh, aisle. Yeah. And so I'm going to add a caveat to that because, um, there is a layer of complexity. So this is what the study has shown. Uh, that, I mean, that's the conclusion of the study in essence. Um, but like we said, it's, it's, um, it, for me, it's situation by situation. So I don't actually think it's appropriate to say, to make a blanket statement and say, okay, if you're going to choose between this conventional, conventional produce and organic processed food, always choose the organic processed food. Because as you just just nicely laid out, there's all these different caveats behind it. Um, and then there's individual need. So maybe you are severely nutrient deficient um, and you're not going to get that nutrient from the, from the processed food, like a vitamin C. 
you know, but you might get some vitamin C from a conventional um, orange, right? So it's, it's, it's very highly um, individualized um, and, and a situation by situation. So I don't want to, I don't want people to walk away with a blanket statement of I'm always going to go for, you know, the organic processed food over the conventional produce. Cause that, that's not the whole point of this. The point is to get you to start thinking, thinking outside right. of the box of what um, a lot of these quote unquote experts are espousing is that it's not that easy. Right. And that's why we're doing this podcast is to help you navigate all these different nuances and better understand and better connect with yourself so you can make these decisions in real time on this situational by situational basis. Sina, uh, I got a question about that, about that study, the one that, that, that we're featuring here. Um, in the Mediterranean diet, uh, you know, and I know that there, I th think the, the Environmental Working Group has published like the, the nasty 10 or, or, or dirty dozen, uh, you know, of, of, of uh, fruits and vegetables, the dirty dozen. And I think strawberries are way high on that list. Uh, in other words, uh, taking, uh, taking unprocessed uh, fruits and vegetables and, um, and, and identifying what are the 12 kind of that have the greatest amount of you know, pesticide and, and chemical residue on them, because some, some actually don't have very much, like, like, for example, oranges, oranges are not on that list, because the sprays pretty much stay in the outside of the orange, and the inside of the orange is protected, so if you peel the orange, I don't know very many people that eat orange peels, so if you, if you peel the orange, um, you're, you're 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 not getting as much as you would otherwise so in this so what i'm going with this is in this study the mediterranean diet they they did not they did not parse out they let people choose whatever fresh fruits and vegetables they wanted from the conventional from the conventional uh produce uh, uh vegetable section um you know broccoli strawberries potatoes uh whatever they let people choose whatever that was so they didn't they didn't have yet another subset that said let's compare this with, with people not eating from the dirty dozen on the Mediterranean diet. You know, that, that would be yet another, that would be yet another, uh, whatever, you know, uh, uh, level of study that wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be interesting to, to say, we'll go Mediterranean, but we'll not eat any of the dirty dozen. I mean, yeah. for example, that would just be interesting, wouldn't it? I think that would be fascinating. And they, they, um, the one conclusion they came up with was conventional fruits, vegetables and whole grain cereals were the most significant dietary source of synthetic chemical pesticides. So I don't have the parsing out of, you know, um, produce, fruit and vegetable, I, like line items. But I think that would be fascinating to do that. Um, but then you're also going to more likely move away from a real world situation if you do that. Right. Because somebody somebody who's like, oh, I'm going to switch to a Mediterranean diet, but still mm -hmm. eat conventional. They're probably the odds are they're probably not walking in there with the dirty dozen list and avoiding all of those um, foods. They're, they're probably just going in and trying to figure out, OK, now I have to switch from the convenient processed food to a whole food. How am I going to do this? How am I supposed to cook with a whole food? You know, right. so right. Right. so that you right. do lose the real world aspect of it. But I do think that would be a fascinating study. Yeah. And, and, and and by the way, we do list the dirty dozen in Beyond Labels. That that is a that is a list we have in there. So if you're wondering uh, how to find that easily, you can uh, you can get the book. Yeah, yeah. And and so let me just let's end on that note. Let me say that um, this is why in the book, like I said, 
one of the very first tips is get off conventional processed food and choose organic processed foods. But also when we move you over into the whole food section, this is why we pretty much skip over the, we, we, we skip over even giving you the option of choosing conventional whole foods. We just say, basically, um, I think the tip is on stop counting calories, right? And, um, and choose the whole foods. And the tip is basically stop focusing on calories, focus on buying organic whole foods, right? So we, um, that's how we kind of like blurred right over that was <laughs> not promoting yeah. those conventional foods. But now we have uh, at least a, a scientific study here to mm -hmm. support right. that, um, that portion of, of the continuum that we debated for six months. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think the most interesting part of it to me uh, is that this is not, you know, it wasn't a 10%, 20%. It was, it was 300%. It was a thousand percent. It was, it was uh, stunning. Uh, the, the amount of difference. So, um, so, you know, you can, you can, uh, it, it's like a lot of things, you know, if there's, if there's not enough deviation to, if it was 10%, well, you know, you could say, well, that's probably a, within the, within a study's margins of error. Right. Yeah. But when, yeah. it gets to, when it gets to be 300% and a thousand percent, um, that's, that, 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 that gets your attention. Yes. Yeah. And that caught my attention. That's why I said, oh my goodness, we have to share this, yeah. you know, with, with our tribe, uh, because I, I think we're, we're falling prey to the dogma, you know, right. people, people in our field say it over and over and over enough that just, just eat the conventional whole foods and we believe it. And I'm, I'm just saying it's not always the case that it's going to be the better choice. <laughs>